0: everybody. Welcome back to Backstage Banter. Hi, Sean.
1: Hello. I just like um was listening to the most recent one and when said, hello everybody, in my mind I was picturing like the do 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 do
0: Isn't it such a good theme tune? <laughs> like, it, it is. It's very
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's nice. It's yeah. nice. It's just like in my head automatically I hear, hear hear when I hear your voice go, hey everybody, I just hear it in the background. <laughs>
0: good well we are look at us doing another episode right away um, actually the one that just aired last week it took me like a good what two or three weeks to edit it just because of craziness in life
1: yeah we have that small <sighs> thing called life
0: yeah but we're here we're back I know a lot of people what makes me really happy is a lot of people were like where's the podcast we missed the podcast so we're being listened to Sean we're not making any money yet but we're at least being listened to. At some point,
1: I will be able to do my HelloFresh commercial. And it's like, you know what I need after like a really hard work week? I don't want to go grocery shopping. Thank God for HelloFresh. <laughs> it just gets delivered on Sunday night. And then, you know, I can have real meals throughout the whole entire week to get me through the rehearsal day.
0: No, uh-huh. you
1: know, sometimes I want like a nice uh, pork loin tenderloin or something. And it's there. And things I never even thought of, like some cajun chicken. I ha- I can do it. Hello <laughs> Fresh. I can do it and I would do it.
0: Yeah, if anybody has a link to Hello Fresh or wants to nominate us to Hello Fresh, please let us know. We are not sponsored by them. We would like to be. <laughs> or
1: right now cuz we're going into winter, any kind of really good extreme like face moisturizer mm-hmm. sponsor us because it's starting to happen it's drying out here we i just did two weekends of shows which ruins faces Mm -hmm. and nutcracker's gonna come up Mm -hmm. and then everything else like please i will let's i'll take that too because it's useful and i have no problem pimping something out that's useful and real with a paycheck
0: yep exactly (laughs) so hashtag not sponsored and nope. would like to be but yeah so tell us about your shows sean you did dracula right was that what was
1: yeah we just did dracula um it went well we set a record a met record which was great um nice. for ticket sales and attendance at for a mixed technically it's considered a mixed bill hmm. i guess um because just because we do it in um the davidson theater here which is okay. our mixed bill theater since because it was built for that it's a little bit smaller than Ohio, so it saves some cash. Mm. Um, but Dracula, because it's built for the smaller one, so yeah, cool. um, it was great. It was just you know I didn't go to work for two weeks pretty much because of your wedding, friends' <laughs> wedding, and guesting. So I had to play small catch up because I was a uh, Jonathan Parker in it. So, That's
0: but awesome.
1: uh, it was great. David Nixon came, who was the choreographer. He used he just stopped being the, art- the artistic director of Northern Ballet in. Where did we figure out that was? Leeds. Over in the UK. Leeds,
0: in Leeds over in the UK, yes.
1: And he was lovely. Oh, like, that's awesome. S- such a lovely presence to have in the studio. Um, he was so supportive of everyone um, and the different casts and the different interpretations.
0: Mm, that's nice. That doesn't always happen. Yeah. Because like <clears throat> if you
1: watched each person's uh, take on their role, if it was like Dracula or like me and, and Miguel as Jonathan, or, like, the other Miguel and David as Dracula, or, like, the two Lucys, like, definitely we were different. Like, we had just different um, takes on it. The Draculas, especially, were, were... were was really nice to see two different views on it. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was good. Um, the shows went really well. It was a hard... We were running that ballet twice a day. Ugh. For the week before, and Ugh. then... <laughs> the week of and then in tech twice a day and then we did two shows every day for the first weekend because it was Halloween weekend so like let's pimp this out for money Mm -hmm. um and it's yeah so it was good um so now we're done with it and it's a nice little break so now we're already jumping into Nutcracker but we're also doing two world premiere rehearsals right now choreographing it so oh yeah we're doing we're doing that
0: that's awesome, and it's nice to have going back to the Dracula thing. Let you guys portray it differently because we should tell people, especially if you're not in the dance world, that's not always the case. You are very much sometimes told how to portray something in what way. I feel like it's even more so on Broadway. Like there's a very mm-hmm. like you must like this is the intention, this is what you're doing, and there's no room for individuality. So that's nice, yeah. especially with a story like that.
1: It was like we all had to hit certain marks and had to. Convey some situation very particularly, but how we conveyed that or how we showed that was our um variety, which is nice. Yeah, that yeah, was good. What about you? I mean, you've been busy, like busier than I have.
0: Um, we're good. I mean, we're getting ready for Nutcracker here, too. I'm doing two Nutcrackers this year. I'm doing um, one in Texas at Ballet Brazos that I did last year, but I'm dancing with George. George is going to do it with me, George Sanders. Um, it might be another situation of <laughs> show up, meet, and go, which is sort of my my tendency. Um, I have told him which version it is, and, you know, we'll see. He he wants to try and come here once he's done with Twilight stuff. but um, Can he
1: not fly out for, like, two days?
0: We're going to try. We're going to try. He's just all of a sudden, like, busy, and then I think next week things lighten up. He might try and come next week. We'll see. Or it's a we'll get there and figure it out sort of deal. And then I'm doing the one here for our school. Because ours, ours with DA SoCal and Valley Repertory Theater, which is the student company here, Um, we do 15 shows. So I'm doing the opening weekend. And then I just I didn't want to schedule a third weekend for me um, because I just want to be for our first time doing Nutcracker here. I wanted to be here for all of them for the kids. Mm-hmm. So two weekends is enough. It's still going to be seven shows. I did eight shows last year. I'm doing seven this year. They're just condensed into two weekends instead of three. <laughs> so I don't feel like I'm missing out on not doing a third weekend. Um, so that's going to be good. And I'm dancing with the Ladson who I danced with last year in Alabama, he's former Valley West. Now he's Kansas city ballet um, here. So he's going to come for two. Day. It's another two day crash. This is how I work. Sean, <laughs> two day crash course. Come back to the show.
1: But it tends say, to work. We, we say we're going to fix this, or you're going to fix this, but you just, yeah, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. At least for a lot, and you you did it before with them, so it's like, yes. whatever.
0: Yes, exactly. So it'll just be like, a, okay, piece it back together. Um, And actually, Chris's father, it's Chris's father's choreography. He's had this Nutcracker for 46 years, I think. Sugar Plum and Cavalier do so much dancing in the opening and the finale. <laughs> I'm like, Why? oh my Why? god! <laughs> I don't know. It's re- I didn't know until last year I saw it and I went, oh my gosh, it's a lot. Like it's a lot. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun. And Latson can do. It. He's like, yeah, I'm so excited. Like he's just he's gonna be great. But it's a lot. And uh, yeah, and then we're gonna finally go get to see my parents after Christmas. So that's okay. that's coming up. But other than that, yeah, it's just been Nutcracker. It's been trying to balance. My stuff teaching, I have some adult workshops coming up next year. One in January here, one in February here. And then we're working on getting three more in New Orleans, Philly, and Orlando. So stay tuned for that, y'all. And then, of okay, course. Orlando. Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: okay,
0: okay. Yep. And then uh, the summer intensive, which you and I need to talk about off pod. Because we're doing,
1: yeah, we can do it off or on. I don't care if you want to know my life; that's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm doing t- a two week adult and then a two week. Um, I hate to say regular summer intensive, but you know the nine to nineteen regular summer intensive yeah, age, and the- then the adult. So it'll be a four week deal.
1: Trying to make it so my internet's not as bad, but in return, I'm doing a casual walk around the house with a microphone in one hand and my laptop in the other, and so now we're going to do a very intimate. Jazz style, hold the mic. <laughs> Here we
0: are. There you go. Yeah, because your internet was cutting in and out. Or maybe it was mine. I have no idea. But
1: It's the tower. I don't know why the tower, ta- our second bedroom, I call it the tower still. It just, it's not the best. It's just not the best. So oh, and we're
0: finally, speaking of bedrooms, we're finally like getting our house somewhat together. Oh, nice. How's that going? Good. I love our house. I love our house. I can't wait to like get it all done and you know I'm going to do a YouTube house tour and then we'll actually have a guest bedroom, Sean, so that when you come back and dance with me here, which I want you to, you can stay.
1: Perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't mind the the hotel was very lovely. I will do any I will sleep in a tent in a backyard. <laughs> I really don't care. I'm pretty chill. <laughs> okay, I have stories. Hold on.
0: Okay, okay wait, well, that's we're a podcast of stories, not facts. Go on.
1: So, Okay. One, we'll talk, I have a podcast story. So Tori, who I, I talked about, she's in the company here. Um, wh- I walked up to her during a Dracula rehearsal after I got back from ga- guesting and after everything else. So like your name was said a lot at the time per usual. <laughs> and so I was like, Hey, Tori, uh, I have a question to ask you like on our break on our five. Can I, can I talk to you real fast? Also, I'm the union rep, so anytime I, like, ask to talk to someone, people will mm-hmm. just assume it's something. Yeah. Um, but for her, it was, I, uh, it was, like, Nutcracker casting just went up, and she's paired with me this year for Clara. Yeah. And since she's new, and I only had four days last year to learn it at Prince and Clara, I was, like, going to, whatever, I just wanted to go talk to her so we could maybe walk through it beforehand, because we're <laughs> going to have, because, you know, how I said we have world premiere premier's premieres right now yeah so i'm like hey um if you want to at some point like on tuesday if our schedule's is light because it's a, a show week uh we can start walking through snowpaw or something just to help it out so once we start actual rehearsal we can just keep going with it yeah. then later she comes up she goes sean i have a bone to pick with you i'm a little <laughs> disappointed and i was like oh god what <laughs> and she goes I literally thought when you came up to talk to me for some reason in my head that you were going to ask me to be on the pod with you and Catherine. Oh, I want to have. Let's bring her on. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I was like, one, you know, I have a podcast." She's like, "Yes." I'm like, "Well, you've been brought up before." She's like, "I have," and and she, but then she was like, "I don't know why." That's just what I assumed you were going to come talk to me about when you. And I was like, that is the most random thought to have because I don't really talk about this at work because if I say something about work, I don't want to get in trouble. So I right. just don't want to bring it up. Right. Um, other than like Caitlin and stuff knows. But it was just really funny. She's like, I literally just thought that's what you're going to ask me. And I had no clue why. But oh I gosh. assumed, I just assumed. I was like, that's the just the most random assumption. It was just funny and random.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> well, okay. Francesca. Tori. We got to have all we these have, people on now. We have like, a
1: long list. We have Ryan for Disney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have... Although
0: Ryan just got a tour of something. What did he get a tour of? Some Christmas thing. Rudolph Christmas thing. So okay. he's gone for like three months. But,
1: oh, good for him though. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, and then the other story
1: is that Dexter, we all know, got sprayed by a skunk mm-hmm. earlier this year. The worst. And so we're like, we've seen baby skunks around the neighborhood, like when we were like walking around and stuff, we're like we walk home from the bars or something and we see them or like we were walking to our friend's house with a brother and sister-in-law and the kiddos. And we saw like three little skunks in like a front yard. Oh no. <laughs> so we know they're around and the pest control guy literally said this area in upper Arlington, another little suburban neighborhood area is the worst in the Columbus area for skunks. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> per usual when i get woken up in the morning by paul yelling my name from downstairs at 6 a.m. Oh, it's no. not for good it's not for good reasons so i'm like I'm, he's like get down here get, get come see this i'm like, i'm coming trying to find my glasses cuz i'm blind and he's like look 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 at the front the skunk is in our front yard in like our the flower beds right here and it's a cute skunk it's not huge it's it's He looks like Flower from Bambi, like a very cute little skunk. Uh Uh-huh. Sitting there and then going for – And then we see him go underneath our front porch in a little, like, tunnel. Like, that's where his house is. Oh, no. And then he comes back out and just has, like, a little lap around his his front yard. The skunk's in our front porch.
0: You literally have a skunk that has moved in.
1: Yeah. And at that time, because it was, like, 6 a.m., the dogs were in the backyard. I literally said, where are the dogs? He's like, well, they're in the backyard. I was like, get them inside. Dexter will meet. He's like, he's not going to go in the backyard. The skunk won't go in the backyard. How'd the skunk get back there last time? They can climb up to six feet. <laughs> so I like ran to the back door to get the boys in. I'm like, what? we we literally see a culprit out front. <laughs> and then he's just like, they're in the backyard. It's fine. No, yeah, they're not.
0: No, they're not okay. We don't want to go through this again.
1: Right? Oh, my so, gosh. So now, Dexter, that's not nice. Now now we have to, like, call the pest guy again and, like, have him removed, have little flower removed from our front porch. Mm. So that's mm. my story of the week so far.
0: I don't have a story of the week, but I have some more stories from our listeners. Some are from a little while ago, so we got to catch up. But um, some of these pertain to Nutcracker. So I thought it would be good to do some of these. We have one from Mary. Hi, Mary. She said, You guys have asked for ballet fail stories. And I figured this is the one that I tell to my students. No, I figured this one that I tell to my students to let them know stuff just happens on stage and you just have to keep moving would be a good one. So to set the scene for you, I was 15 years old. It was my first year as a demi-soloist in Waltz of the Flowers and Nutcracker. And at this point, we had already done four shows. In this particular choreography, the last section before the final core and pose moment, so we are five and a half minutes deep and everyone is trying to just get to the end. Totally know where that is, Mary. (laughs) We had a section of Italian fortes. We did four and a half of them, and I was the lucky soloist between the two of us that got the placement next to Clara on her throne at the front. I had made it through three of the four, so I felt golden, but I pain into my last full Italian foite and my standing leg slides completely out from under my body. I, to this day, have no memory of feeling myself falling, only feeling my knee lock into place as my foot slides and opening my eyes and my forehead being against the stage. I have never moved faster into a Susu than that moment where I turned and looked at my friend across the stage making full eye contact with her. And just raising my eyebrows as I smiled at her. Hope y'all enjoy. Keep doing what you're doing. Much love. It happens. Aww. It totally, you wipe out. There's some ballet wipeouts. <laughs> like total ballet wipeouts. I literally um,
1: did that exact thing almost on my first ever print show here. Oh. I like did my four days of rehearsal. Was going to do opening weekend. I pulled in for my like, Alice Cone pirouettes. It was great. Alice Cone's pirouette. As I'm putting my foot back to forward, feeling good, everything's fine. The foot just keeps sliding past the fourth down to like a lunge of the ground, two hands touch, pop back up. It just ha- like, oh, it, it happens.
0: Ha- oh, yeah, all the time. And, you know, I've told my stories of like standing there and falling over in Peter Martin's Judo Car, the card game ballet, where you just, yeah, I just, yeah, you just bite it, it is what it is. Um, And I've seen some, other bad like when you're at the ballet and someone falls it's it's as scary as it is for you as an audience member it's just like that's how it feels as a dancer just to get the wind knocked out of you like there's you just have to keep going that's the moral of the story you just have to keep going and
1: oh there was one I was at PNB you'll relate to this one because it involves the friends of uh Coppelia Mm. in the first the friends dance in the first act it was like the PK arabesque section when all the friends are like hustling like I can't. i just remember it was pique arabesque in friends coppelia and mm-hmm. one of the women had the farthest to go and it just somehow foot went down and she went PK arabesque hit that ground like mm. a tree that chest and like for sure the wind was knocked out of her popped right back up kept on going up I was like,
0: okay. Yeah. (laughs) And things like that affect falls too. Like we were in Alabama, we were on an ice rink. So you got to place your feet, but like air and weather and humidity all affect the floor. And so if the weather is different that day, they might not have prepped for it. And so the floor is slippery. Like there's a lot, there's a lot that could affect the floor. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: We have another email from Amelia. Who has a book recommendation for you? Because I think at one point you wanted book recommendations.
1: Still do, still do.
0: Okay, hi Kay and Sean. Loving the podcast, especially to binge, uh, binge, especially to binge listen. So that's why this might seem like a bit of a late recommendation for you, Sean. If you're still interested, you said you liked fantasy books, and since you like Wicked, who doesn't? I have a feeling you would love my all-time favorite book series, Dorothy Must Die by Danielle Page. It's a twisted, dark, messed up version of the Wizard of Oz universe with many different books, such as characters' origins, prequels, and original stories. I personally find it so engaging. Once I pick it up, I can't put it down. And I have reread the series many times. Since you all were talking about the dark original fairy tales that Disney ballet stories are based on, this could be perfect for you. Dorothy must die.
1: I think I've actually heard that before for some reason, Mm -hmm. that series. Yep. And I'll add it to my uh, Kindle list.
0: Cool. Um, Okay, we have one from Grace, who has a thrown into a dance story. During prep for one of the spring productions at my studio growing up, a girl in a lower level class than me got injured, so the artistic director asked me to step in because I was the one of those she can learn fast, she'll be fine dancers. Yep, totally know what that's like, Grace. Anyway, I show
1: up
0: up in the lower class that week at the point where they switched over from class time to rehearse the dance time, and the artistic director said, you can stand behind so-and-so when you come on. Then she started the music and it was time to rehearse the dance. No one showed me any of the steps or formations before. I had never heard the music before. I'd never seen the dance before. It was just, you stand here at the beginning and then go. To add to the stakes, we had a new prospective student and her mom watching class that day. So even though I it was in the studio and not on the stage, I still had a mini audience. It actually went fine, and I figured it well, out well enough to where they didn't notice a difference. And after the first run through, the teacher told them I'd never done the dance before, and it did feel quite nice to get the validation. <laughs> that's awesome, Grace. Yeah, that's, that was me with Rosemary and Bese de la Faye. Halfway through rehearsal, I was like, Rosemary, I've never learned this before. She's like, yeah, I know. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. once you're tagged as the smart person –
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you'll never get out of it Mm -hmm. and that was actually one of the things i told tori uh when i found out she was by clara i was like hey just so you know don't expect a lot of rehearsal time because they're going to view me as competent and have i've done it and i know it so it will be the don't worry about it because that happened even for the last rep it was i was because i'm the smart one it was towards like are we gonna rehearse it that much i'm like no they won't. They'll focus on everyone else. I'm. I'm never the, the person like they worry about. Right. And so I'm like, do you forget about me till a run through? Right. We actually had one of those scares for Dracula because we uh test three times a week for COVID during shows and stuff. Um, oh, okay. And then we test twice a week during the rehearsal process. So uh, just because we don't we don't want to get to a, a canceled show situation and scramble. That's true. And so in return, we someone tested positive on Tuesday for COVID, and so it was a semi-easy swap out for this situation, but it led to, we had one part in Dracula, two parts in Dracula that were done by the same two people that just swapped back and forth. So there was no like, like for me, if I got injured or whatever, the person that does my spot had a cover for their other soloist role, so it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um but for this, it was like our Van Helsing and our Seward were the same people. So like when this one does mm-hmm. Van Helsing, this one's Seward, the next cast, they swapped this way. And there was no third cover, understudy, anything. Yikes. And so the last week, once a COVID positive case showed up and then later during the week, three more showed up, it was, oh God, we are very worried about this one particular situation. And then I was in our dressing room and I know what happens when this kind of stuff happens. And I was talking to the one other like, soloist principal guy that would have been an option i was like so which one of us is gonna have to learn seward when uh if someone something happens on the morning of a show Mm -hmm. i'm not stupid i know exactly which one's gonna of the two of us it's gonna be me of course it's gonna be you (laughs) not the other the history has shown it's been me when the other person's been available to learn the same stuff i've got thrown in for so i was he's like no that's not gonna happen i'm like maybe not for you but i know the situation (laughs) want to bet (laughs) I will be learning Seward in the morning if anything should happen.
0: <laughs> what else are you doing in uh, Nutcracker? Uh,
1: Just the usual. I do Drosmeyer, uh Arabian, and Chinese. Nice. So, yeah. And yours,
0: Anyways. you have the Claire and the Prince, but then you do still have a Sugar Plum and Cavalier, right?
1: Yes. So, in this version, uh, Claire and Prince dance throughout the whole entire ballet in every divert.
0: Oh, that's like the Royal.
1: Yeah, and then we do we do the snow paw, we do snow whatever, and then Sugar Plum and uh, Cavalier just do like the opening of second act, and they do their their stuff, and then finale. So it's nice that you don't have to do both, but I still do too much. I'm like, no, I I can sit down a little bit, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. Well, at least you get to do more, I guess that's better yeah
1: it's good it's just it's definitely you can tell that this version was when it was choreographed it was choreographed at a time in the company that there were this small group of very like solid like these were the the go-tos for like all the technical stuff Mm -hmm. and so that's why like as Chinese I'm also in party scene and fight scene
0: oh interesting
1: because it's like the party dolls show up again oh So it's, like, we have a Spanish doll and a Chinese doll.
0: Oh, and they show up again. Interesting. mm,
1: So Spanish, like, because Spanish is Clara's, like, her gift in party scene, the Spanish doll. So the Spanish girl comes back and they, like, dance with the prince and her for Spanish in second act. Oh,
0: that's cute.
1: You know? And then, like, uh, the dolls, we are alive during battle. And we do, like, a couple things in battle Hmm. so it, it's nice there's there's definitely like a through story but it you can you can tell that yeah. they picked six dancers and they're like these are the dancers
0: yeah <laughs> they're gonna do everything we're gonna figure yes. out how they can do everything yeah oh that's funny art what one of the things I like about chris's father's nutcracker through covid that it had to change when you know obviously with regional companies it's hard to get a lot of boys for little ones So they have turned Fritz into a little sister and she's a brat and she has three little cohort brats and it's, it's brilliant. Like it works. So it's party scene is all little girls because little boys were hard to come back. we just kept it. And it's brilliant. So she's like little sister with big sister and big sister's always perfect. And little sister's the brat and she's got her three cohorts and they're always on the side. Like it works. It really – I've never seen that before in a nutcracker, and I was like, that's kind of brilliant because it also gives the little ones something else to do because Clara's, like, yeah. 12, and then the little sister's 9, 10. So it gives, like, some little ones – I don't know. It's brilliant.
1: That's clever, yeah. and I've never even thought of that as an mm-hmm. option.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it's a complete valid option that yeah. makes sense. Like, Yeah. You can change the story of Nutcracker however you want to, as everyone else does anyways.
0: Yep. Yeah. And there's another he added an extra divertissement in second act. We have Russian and we have Candy Cane. And Candy Cane is one half of the overture that's replayed. So we have like another and this five girls with ribbons, and it's really cute.
1: Okay. Really cute. It
0: gives people I more mean, opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Wait, what section of the overture? Sing it.
0: Just the whole, the whole. You know, all the overture repeats. Bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, ba-dum, mm-hmm. It's like, but the whole overture repeats twice when it's the actual overture. So it's basically half of the overture as a duet. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: See, you can rig it up however mm-hmm. you want to. Yep. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this publicly or not, but who knows? Here we go. Sue me. I mean, please <laughs> don't.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. Allegedly, <laughs>
1: yeah. allegedly. Allegedly, very clearly, allegedly, mm-hmm. the word on the street is uh, for the 50th anniversary, Ballet Met will be, would like to do a new, have a new dot made.
0: Mm. That's nice. So, that's always a good one to update because you know it's going to do well. You know what I mean? Well,
1: only if you do a good version.
0: True. Would Ed so, do it?
1: I don't know. I don't know what, th- so like I said, allegedly, this is like word on the street because when I first joined for the 40th anniversary, I heard the new cracker in five years, mm. which would be like the 45th. Um, but then COVID and everything else a couple of years ago made it so like everyone's finances tanked. Yeah. So like all these new productions that we were going to do or places we're going to do couldn't do them because they didn't have the steady income that they were going to use. Right. So everything just got delayed. And so I think the 50th is a good anniversary to do it. But yeah, I don't know. Because I remember at P- when I was at PNB, I did Kent Stoll's version, and I was there when the decision was made to swap over to a new version. But when we all heard about it, it wasn't balance chains; it was a brand new one. Oh, interesting! It was supposed to be another, like completely brand new original PNB version. Hmm. And so I think that's why people got on board with it. But then it was swapped to we're going to do balance chains with just new sets and costumes. Yeah. Because yeah. people get scared that if a new version is made and it's not well received the money that goes into it and the fact that every company budget depends on nutcracker you can't have a failure so i understand getting scared and taking another uh, an already done version that you know is like decent at least yeah and then just updating the sets and costumes if you need to to make it unique or new ugly or not
0: and I guess Balanchine's is the one that's done the most across the board. Um, yeah, I know PN, uh, PNB and P does it. Miami does it. Alabama Ballet does it. Who else does it?
1: OBT does it.
0: OBT does Pennsylvania do it, or mm-hmm. or Philadelphia Ballet? Now that's that one's going to get me. I will <laughs> never call
1: it Philadelphia Ballet. <sighs> I will yeah. never. Yeah, My friends dance there and they still say, I didn't dance at Philadelphia Ballet. I danced at Pennsylvania Ballet. That
0: State one's Ballet. A, like, that's, yeah. Anyway.
1: I um, wonder why that happened, but here nor there. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, someone I else think
0: does. I heard they were trying to, again, allegedly, not the podcast of facts. You know, everything in Philly is the Philadelphia Orchestra, the Philadelphia this, the Philadelphia that. And so they were just trying to make it like everything else. Instead of Pennsylvania Valley, now it's Philadelphia like just to match all the other the Philadelphia this, the Philadelphia that.
1: Do you wanna know what it looks like though from the outside? It looks like they're trying to get rid of any balancing recommend mm. like recognition to go with on hell as they dispose of that rep and that style of dance in that company. It looks like that. That's true. From the onset. Mm-hmm. So if I was a marketing director, I would have promoted that aspect, what you just said, instead of "we are Philadelphia," which I uh, that might be what they were alleging at, but yeah. like let's be very clear, yeah. When there's a big turnover and you see a stylistic change, a mm-hmm. hard one swap over, yeah. It and then that name change, it looks like that from the outside, but that's just my personal, semi-educated m- in marketing and business situation yeah i would have pumped that out more to match the rest of the city then yeah then just say we are philadelphia because like it looks then like they're like we just don't want to be a balancing company anymore and we don't want to associate with anything balancing and pa Valley was established by balancing so yeah that's
0: that's true
1: that's very my true. opinion, though. That's my personal opinion. Take it or leave it. Everyone has their own. My friends that dance there all say they danced at PA Ballet, like Pennsylvania Ballet. They don't say Philly Ballet. Like someone did something and they were recognized in the written article as a former Philadelphia ballet dancer. And they actually like, no, change that back.
0: Hmm. Interesting. It's very hard when something like that suddenly changes its name. Like, I don't know. It's very difficult. Well,
1: that's like the uh, theater uh, in New York. That's oh yeah. Where the City
0: Ballet is at. I always you... still call it the state theater. See, not the Everyone David H. Does. Coke. Yeah. I will. It's just cause it's like, I don't, I never saw it as anything else. Like that's what it was when I was there. And I can't remember when it switched over. I might've still been there when it switched over.
1: You, you were still, I think it was either your last year or so, but you, cause yeah, you were still was there. I,
0: well, it was, I think it was a hundred million dollars something that he donated. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. And then they switched it over, but. Because I remember, yes, because that's when they added the orchestra pit that came in and out that would raise up, raise down. And then something happened. I don't know if it was a lawsuit or an accident or something, and they haven't used it since. Or like it broke or something. I can't remember. But the pit does not move anymore.
1: Yeah, see? It's one of those same things. Mm -hmm. The name is too established Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to go directly with something. And it was not clearly marketed Mm -hmm. for the swap. Like, yeah. for me... Okay, so I like this conversation we're having because it's actually just about to happen with Phantom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, the you Phantom Phantom. there you go. There you go. There's a
1: big, like, campaign to switch the name of the Majestic to the Hal Prince Theater oh. in honor of Hal Prince. You know, Broadway legend. Right. Um, And there are other theaters that have been named after these legends that had done so much and revolutionized or pushed forward the industry. So to me, something like that is really marketed well because you understand it and then it is well-received and the reasons behind it to name it are very much clear. Mm-hmm. So like everyone knows, and it, and like the push happened after Hal Prince, you know, passed away sadly. So it's one of those things. And like Sondheim i'm sure is there a theater already named after him there might be who knows I, or, like a, or I, a street i don't know is there an alleyway or a street i think possibly. there's an alleyway. i think
0: there's an alleyway i don't know if there's a theater though the sondheim theater i don't know
1: but there there might be a campaign going for that well as well but but to me that marketing aspect of it because it's grassroots well, once grassroots oriented from like the artist but two like you could market that really well, and it'd be well received. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't look like you're trying to er- erase anything.
0: Mm-mm. That's interesting. They want to take because I can't imagine the majestic being anything else, right? Like it's been but, the majestic forever.
1: Oh yeah, no. The how, but Cal Prince would make sense to me because it's the majestic. Hal Prince is, was the director of Phantom originally. You Know and that's what's kept the majestic there mm-hmm. so, like, eight, for 35 years. And so, it could be like the majestic how print, like, you could, you know, it might be a swap, like a mix situation,
0: yeah,
1: or whatever, or it could be who knows. But there is a big campaign for that, and I could see that happening. But, like, I said, the marketing for that would be very easy to accept.
0: Yes, that's very true. Do we know what else, what's going in there after Phantom? Because Cinderella is not. It's going in a different theater.
1: Right? I was like, oh, the rumor mills failed me. Um, <laughs> I have no clue. I'm sure it's going to be Phantom going back. Because that theater has to be updated inside.
0: Yeah. the new. I, I hope they bring the new production. I always wanted to see the new touring production. I've never seen it.
1: Um, yeah. I've never seen it either. I've seen clips of it. My friend was the Christine alternate on it. And I told you I booked it originally, right? I was supposed to do mm-hmm, that one first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I actually almost rather just have them bring the London version, the updated London. London.
0: Mm, that's a which, thought.
1: It looks almost the same as the original, I'm yeah. not, like like the Naked Eye I would not notice, but I think just it looks it's pretty, it's newer, it's cheaper, it's That's good brighter i think there's a couple less people in it maybe or it just because then it, i don't know i don't i'm not the biggest fan of the tour version oh
0: really okay
1: i like at least some aspects i like some aspects a lot mm-hmm. dexty stop it but there's just some it just it's one of those things i'm used to that original since i was 10.
0: it's hard to get past like i was just making me think of like other things that changed i remember when they changed the Symphony and C costumes from the original Karinska white tutus with the little bows and there's no jewels on them, you wear your tiara, you call it good. And they changed it in partnership with Swarovski. So there were all these Swarovski crystals on the tutu. I mean, they're stunning, but at the same time, it's like that's not Symphony and C. And it's funny because we had just gone, that's after we had just gone to Paris and done a gala with the Paris Opera. And the, prince, the four principal couples wore the Paris Opera tutus while we wore the normal Karinska ones. It was shortly after that that we came back from the tour and the costumes were all changed. And I just remember all of us, as beautiful as they were, and we were just like, no, <laughs> Like, don't change it. Don't change it. Because you're just right? so used to something. There's a look to it. There was some other, some other ballet that they changed to. Oh, it was PC2, Piano Concerto, Ballet Imperial.
1: That those- See, I I only know it as Ballet Imperial because that's the version of it I did in mm-hmm. with the girls in the tutus and us in that classic Russian painted backdrop.
0: Yep. We were in dresses. But then they've even changed the dresses since. Oh, and you know the other big one that, that made me angry was the Who Cares. They changed all the Who Cares costumes. Really? So they were, oh, yeah. They're not cute now. I don't think. Um, I loved the old Kerinska ones with the little beading and the flounce and the whole thing. Now there's some more modern looking thing. And I just, I don't, it's like, no, if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke.
1: Well, that's like uh, all the different versions of jewels now they have. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: They have like, I don't know if this will be on the pot off, but I don't care. But the new ones, they make all the women so barely, those bodices, Oh, I don't know I what know. it is. But huh. and I realized that when it's the same designer that did something else too. Oh, the Giselle costumes there. And they mm. just look barrel Like even the smallest girls that I know that are that were there, I'm like, why this is this you make it, why would you do this? Mm. The design just is a is a barrel design bodice. It just looks bad. Interesting. Not, it, just, it looks not flattering to how pretty those women are right you know i I don't mind the new diamonds there but then i don't know if i've seen the new jewels. really but the emeralds the men look like they wear an oversized t-shirt with a belt Thanks. um and i look it looks like when i'm a kid and i used to and you like when you're a kid and you wear like your dad's shirt (laughs) to, to sleep in you know like to sleep in and you just threw a belt on it or like When your mom makes your Peter Pan Halloween costume like mine did and (laughs) laid me on the dining room table on top of green felt and just traced my body when the green felt was folded in half. So it was like a green Um, tunic kind of
0: Added like
1: the Peter Pan. um, Yeah, look to it and then cut out the hole for my head. And then did the same thing for my sister as Tinkerbell. We laid on the dining room table as kids. Oh, my gosh. And she us, And then that's how my sister got her little green tube dress for Tinkerbell. And I got my green <laughs> tunic as Peter Pan. Wow. <laughs> but that's what their green emerald costumes look like. Maybe bleep out the name of that company out of respect, but it looks like that. And <laughs> the room. The Ruby's costumes look like f-ing barrels with clinky strings at the bottom. At least they kept the the dresses, but barrels. Yikes. Uh, yeah.
0: Mm. They okay. look
1: like, it's so bad. I remember like one of the littlest girls and it's like barrels with stick arms and stick legs that stick, because it's just like, I'm like, does no one else see this? Because everyone I know that sees a photo of this says, why do they all look huge? Those women Mm. are not huge. This looks terrible. Yikes. It either looks like they padded those bodices for Jesus or they're using too thick of something.
0: Hmm. Yikes. Terrible. Yeah. That might be the theme of this podcast. Change is weird.
1: (laughs) I'm really bad. I I think change is great, but sometimes it's just weird. I mean, you're right. When it's not broke, don't fix
0: it. Mm -mm. Mm
1: -mm. Or if it's considered classic. Right. Do you mind having different versions of like the not Nutcracker costumes and sets or no? Cause you, you dance in like the original ones.
0: Yeah. Let's I like see. the original ones. Um, I think if you model it after it's fine, I think totally changing it makes it look slightly odd. Although it can make you look special. Like, you know, it gives the production new life, but at the same time, to me, nothing will compare to the city ballet ones. I would say that i I prefer them as Karinska designed them. Do you know what I mean? Like there was yeah, a reason she designed them the way she did.
1: see, and then so i for okay, so prime example, ballon change midsummer
0: mm-hmm. i mm.
1: I never wore the original style ones that City ballet did, and I don't know who else wears that style of them i did I wore the really pretty redone version that B wears and San Francisco ballet just filmed as well, Like the ones we filmed for the movie and stuff in and mm. I, they're stunning.
0: Yeah. They're beautiful. So
1: beautiful. They're also not dated or timed. You can't tell what era they were made in. Yeah. So like to me, city ballet looks like seventies.
0: That's very true.
1: They look dated and old in that sense. Not mm-hmm. like they look old, like they have like mothballs old, like, but they're just dated. Yeah. To me, altering it to that to make it look prettier and like elegant is okay, and I think that makes complete sense. Yeah, um, the idea that Miami City Valley, when they redid theirs to like make it ocean themed, I really like that idea. Yes, was the execution done well? I don't think so, but the idea behind it is very much smart, and I really like that reasoning behind it
0: yes it's kind of like giving you know with PNB's completely different version of Nutcracker with their costumes I get what they were going for I like how they kept the peacock in Arabian you know sort of a oh. tribute to to the old one but at the same time I thought time, that looked like a you <laughs> oh really
1: <laughs> uh, to me to to me it looks like a you that I'm getting rid of a very iconic version of nutcracker that was so well received and really had no i mean there were issues with it nowadays with a couple of the characters but like at the time when the swap was happening it was done for budgetarial reasons because one year or two years we made 10 million dollars mm. and then ever since that was set as the budget goal but it never was hit again it was only nine million oh. so they're like why don't we make 10 million anymore oh well, everyone's bored of it no, it just was a fluke situation. Like, yeah. just budget the rest of the season to match the nine million that you could depend on, and anything above nine million is great. Right. So, to me, the peacock was a f- you because everyone like keeping that as an homage because it doesn't even look like the original peacock. That's true. Or in the same color scheme or anything, it looks mm-hmm. like a because it, something was so iconic yeah. that you saw and knew it was pe- like. So when that disappears. You lose part of that draw and that icon that people already come for the peacock mm-hmm. at PNB. So then in return, you're like, "Ooh, we're desperate. Let's put this in," because yeah. the rest looks like Whoville. Like the party scene looks like they're in Whoville.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's. I don't like their Nutcracker. I love their Midsummer redo. I love the Paris Opera's Midsummer redo. The mm. Las Galas. The Midsummer redos don't bother me. I think it's the Nutcracker redos that just. You either have to keep it similar and just updated, but you can't go out in left field. Yeah. I think they went out in left field for Nutcracker.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. They tried to make it too unique. Mm Mm-hmm. I do know, like, a big complaint by someone was that the Kent stole Marie Sendek was pastel and muted. It wasn't bright enough.
0: Oh, so then they went completely wrong direction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, to the point that I'm like, do these colors make Go to it, just you know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. but then
1: you talked about Symphony and C. I had no clue, not one bit of a clue that the original men's Symphony and C costumes are black.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because
1: I grew up seeing white and beautiful royal blue. Interesting.
0: Yeah. No, they were black head to toe.
1: Yep. Yeah, we, we wore like a royal navy velvet blue. Yeah. Which looked beautiful, I thought, and that's all I knew as was, and that's what I wore when I did Symphony C and that's why I grew up. So when I saw like black Symphony C, I was like, they did do their costume. I literally thought they redid their costume. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> nope. That's what it is. I think that's with any ballet though. Like if you grow up seeing a version, that is what you you're into. Like for me, you and I have talked about this before going back to Midsummer, knowing Balanchine's Midsummer and then seeing Ashton's. You're just like, no. When some people are the other way around, they grew up on Ashton's, the dream, and then see Balanchine's and are like, "Man." So I think it's just what you grew up with, what you're used Mm -hmm. to. It's really interesting.
1: Because you even can go to our usual topic of like Disney. The original versions of these classic Disney movies, now they're remaking with live action Mm -hmm. stuff. And so like you now see uh, Elle Fanning as Aurora, I think is the best option Mm-hmm. in this conversation she they changed the whole style yeah of that kingdom of the dresses of the attire and everything yeah and so it's like wait is that Sleeping Beauty without her iconic like pointed sleeves and mm-hmm. the color tone you know now she's in like this lace thing that's more ethereal yeah. and and different shades and so people are like wow what's happening and then even if you go to um Beauty and the Beast with Emma mm-hmm. as Belle. They yeah. were like, the yellow dress, that iconic yellow dress has mm-hmm. been altered to yeah. one, no, no hoop skirt, and two, never, she didn't want to wear a corset the whole time, yeah. which props to her. Um, but, yeah, I get that. <laughs> right? But like, how well received is that? Like, at first you see that dress, you're like,
0: ooh, that's not the dr-.
1: But then you're like, actually, I don't mind it. It's okay.
0: Yeah, it's just what you're conditioned to see. Hmm.
1: And for me, I even compared the Beauty and Beast live action to Beauty and Beast on Broadway. To so I'm like, well, are, are the costumes going to look the same or whatever?
0: Yeah. I love the Broadway dress. It's beautiful.
1: Well, yeah, it's also a beast of a thing. I mm-hmm. mean, it weighs... It's like the Carlotta dress that weighs 45 pounds. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: a, can you picture Emma Watson trying to waltz around in that? No.
0: <laughs> she no. didn't even
1: want to wear a corset. No. <laughs> She's not no. wearing a 45-pound dress. That for the Beauty and the Beast on Broadway literally had to be preset on top of those stairs for her quick change into it
0: oh my gosh
1: so she could put her bodice on and then put the like it was a preset spot so she could just walk uh, yes
0: wow speaking of disney and we got to wrap this up because we're already long did you see phantasmic reopened in orlando
1: yes did you see the updates
0: i said there's like moana or something i haven't seen it i haven't watched it but
1: I saw a bunch of clips of the updates, and I love their what? updates compared to the Disney updates.
0: Mm. Nice. You mean the Disneyland updates?
1: The Disney, yeah. So I don't like Pirates of the Caribbean instead of Peter Pan on the pirate mm-hmm. ship. Mm-hmm. That's actually an update I don't like at all. But the Hollywood Studio one has always been different. They yes. had originally like the Pocahontas and everything mm-hmm. else there, and Lion King Ooh. and stuff, and uh. I saw the Moana thing. I was like, wow, this is stunning. And then I saw the, um, uh, frozen section mm. when she sings, uh, she sings, uh, not let it go. Thank God. She sings the other one. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> she sings show. She, she sings, so, uh, show yourself. And it looks with the projections and you see like the mom's projection and she's there and she's like singing show yourself. It. It looks great. And then they added, there's a Mulan section now. Wow. Um, the projections look stunning.
0: That's amazing. Because speaking of things you grew up on, this is the perfect thing. I didn't mean to talk about this, but I grew up on the Orlando one. So then seeing the Disneyland one, I was like, this is not fantastic. <laughs> you know. And I grew to love it. But I was like, this is not what I'm used to because I grew up on the Florida one. Yeah, and so, I, I was the complete opposite
1: when I yeah. saw the Florida one as a kid. I was like, "Where's Peter Pan? Yeah, why isn't he here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why is like John Snow? Well, not John Snow. Whatever uh, Smith.
0: Okay, you met Game of Thrones meets Disney. Oh gosh. <laughs> why is John Smith? What? Yeah. And then it's like
1: where- the Lion King. Where's the big snake that shines? And then th- at the end, it's Aladdin instead of like Ursula. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I love the updates.
0: Yeah, I think I, it's great.
1: I think see, and that's a great option of updates. They did a good option. They didn't just go with like what's hot right now. It was like let's think about it. Let's pull in a lot of good new things mm-hmm. to make it more still very rounded. And I love that they cl- they kept the three original princess barges. Mm. It's still Snow White, Little Mermaid, and um, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, that's awesome. They, they can't change that. No, I mean they they did it at Disney. They put. Rapunzel in there, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> as long as my as long as my girl Ariel's there with Prince Eric, I'm good.
0: Well, and like I said last episode, which is on my mind because I literally just edited it, Sean and I would love to make a guest appearance in Phantasmic somewhere. So if someone can make that happen, please let us know.
1: Sign <laughs> me up. Even if it's just what were just the characters on the ending fairy boat with the little ribbon dance like <laughs> I would lit- I would I would cry yeah <laughs> during it as I'm waving my ribbon dancer thing <laughs> i be like this was a childhood dream yep. I'm in phantasmic yeah like I would be sign me up to be any prince to stand on that final boat
0: uh-huh. and
1: wave that ribbon
0: I'll be your princess we'll right yeah. we
1: could do like any of them like we could be prince philip and aurora we could do any of them that are not in the actual show. And there's so many options. Yeah.
0: Let us uh, know. Write us at <laughs> km at gmail.com. Sean and May's lifelong goal. <laughs> be in fantastic. <laughs> oh, it would be so fun. It would be so fun. But anyway, thanks for listening, y'all. This was another great episode. And uh, keep sending in your stories.
1: Yeah, don't even worry about the genre of the stories. If you have a good story of life, just send it in. Just
0: send it in. Send it in. We want
1: to hear crazy things. Crazy life stories. Weird stories. Interesting mysteries. Send them in.
0: Skunk stories.
1: skunk ones. Oh, skunk ones. Yeah. I'm sure people have been sprayed by skunks.
0: Oh, yeah. But anyway, bye, y'all. Bye.